0: Terrible, terrible, terrible. Shut up, dummy! I'm out of here. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello and welcome back. This is Storytime, and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us. This week's stories are about brands and foods and things that I grew up with, that maybe you grew up with, and that no longer exist. And the reason that I wanted to do these stories is the past couple of weeks I've talked about shopping and going to the grocery store and going to the mall and I remember all the things that I used to see as a kid and it got me thinking, well what's the other stuff that no longer exists? And there's a lot of stuff that used to be out there that's not out there anymore. And I guess that's one of the things that I like about doing this podcast. It allows me to reminisce, it allows me to share experiences, but it allows me to share stories about things that used to be around... And that are no more. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily things like the dial phone or the pay phone or the 78 record. You've heard me talk about those before. I mean, yes, those are things that no longer exist. But that's not exactly what I'm talking about for this episode. This is brand names and products and things that were part of our daily lives. Either because we used them or because we saw their commercials every single day on TV. And here's an example of one of those commercials that you grew up with that was in your head all of the time, at least if you're a person of a certain age. Texaco was a huge brand. It was a great big oil company. They had a great big advertising campaign. Everybody knew Texaco. Everybody knew the Texaco star. There was a jingle that I can still remember the words to. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star, the big, bright Texaco star. That's still in my head. How many years later, when's the last time that jingle played? I have no idea because the company doesn't really exist anymore. You don't see Texaco anything except maybe on a bottle of motor oil or an occasional gas station somewhere along the line. But Texaco was a huge brand name, and they had chains of gas stations across the country when I was growing up. And this is back in the day when Texaco gas stations were full service stations. They'd have an attendant come out, he'd check your air pressure, he'd wash your windshield, he would do everything for you. And Texaco marketed itself as this... Full service we take care of you and your car and got the best oil, we got the best this, we got the best that. We've got gasoline with Tecron. Who remembers Tecron in their gasoline? Texaco is huge. And now? You might see one of those rusty old signs flapping in the wind in a deserted town somewhere on Route sixty six out in Arizona. That's about as close as you're gonna come to a Texaco station anymore. So those are the kind of things that I'm talking about for this episode of the podcast. I've mentioned other ones in other episodes. Remember Tower Records? We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Tower Records was huge. Tower Records was the be-all and end-all of record stores. They were the record store for the longest time, and they were around forever, but they never made the jump to digital. Same thing happened to Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? Blockbuster was huge for a period of time, and now they're gone. I mean, you can see a reference to Blockbuster in the new Captain Marvel movie. And if you look in my wallet, you can still find my Blockbuster membership card. <laughs> no, I took it out a couple of years ago, but everybody had a Blockbuster card. Everybody knew Blockbuster. But Blockbuster didn't make the jump to digital either. And so they went out along with Tower Records. Here's another brand that didn't make the jump to digital. Who had a Polaroid camera? Who remembers what a Polaroid camera was? There was actually an evolution of Polaroid cameras. Years ago, when cameras came out, you had to develop film. Now, I'm not talking about the early, early days where you had flash powder and the little hood you threw over your head and you had to pose for three minutes to get a good picture. I'm not quite that old. But cameras always used to have film. Now, they did introduce Instamatic cameras back in the 50s and 60s. So instead of having to wind film into your camera, it came in a little cartridge you would put in the camera. And those are gone too, by the way. You would get a cartridge of, what was it, 126 film? I think that was the size, and you'd slap the cartridge in the camera. But then Polaroid came out with the camera that developed pictures as you took them. Now, the original Polaroid camera was very similar in shape and size to a traditional film camera. Except when you snapped the picture, you would then pull the picture out and then let it sit for 60 seconds or two minutes, something like that. And then you'd pull the cover off of it and the film would be developed right there in front of you. That was the original Polaroid camera. My dad had one of those. The film was expensive, partly because you weren't having to pay for developing the film. It developed right there in front of you. But then they developed, I think they called it the Polaroid one-shot, where you would Push the button and the camera would automatically eject the picture right into your hand. And then you could watch it develop. And if you've seen any of the old movies where somebody takes a Polaroid and waves it around to try to get it to dry off and develop quicker, that's what that was all about. You were developing the picture. The problem with Polaroid is they didn't make the jump to digital either. Nowadays, of course, you just put your pictures up on Instagram, you're instantly taking pictures, instantly posting them, they're instantly available, and you can share them in the blink of an eye. The equivalent to that when I was young was taking a Polaroid picture, having it eject, wait 60 seconds or two minutes for it to develop, and then you could pass it around so everybody could see it. That was what we used to do, but Polaroid no longer exists. There's no need for it. Now, my thinking about Polaroid got me to thinking about cameras and electronics and other things that we used to buy and use when I was a kid, and we would always get them at Circuit City. Circuit City was a huge electronics store. They had gigantic stores around us. If you heard my episode about shopping at the mall, Circuit City was always at the mall. It was usually two stories tall and full of electronics. And you would get cameras there, you would get calculators there, you would get computers there, you would get home stereo equipment there. I mean... Everything that you could think of that was electronics-related, it was all available at Circuit City. And somehow, in a country that loves its electronics, loves gadgets, loves gizmos, loves TVs, loves computers, somehow Circuit City went bankrupt. (laughs) Go figure that one out. How do you screw up that business model? Now, when you were shopping at Circuit City, there were brand names that you could get there that also no longer exist. RCA is one of them. RCA was TVs and stereos. RCA is gone. Zenith. Zenith was another big TV and radio manufacturer. Gone. Magnavox. Another brand name. Gone. Now, some of these names have been folded into companies that took them over, and some of them just flat out disappeared. But I remember we had a Zenith TV at one point, I remember we had an RCA TV at one point. I think I still have an RCA TV, one of the last ones they ever manufactured under the RCA brand. Now, those names might sound foreign to you, but for years and years and years and years, I grew up with nothing but Zenith radios or RCA radios or Magnavox radios. A Magnavox TV, that was a huge, important name in TVs, Like we hear about LG and Samsung and Sony these days. Sony's been around forever. The names Zenith and RCA and Magnavox, those were the names that we grew up with. And they were the companies. And you know, it's the same with other companies too. Like airlines, I was thinking along the lines of what other companies no longer exist. These days we think about American Airlines. We think about United. We think about Delta we think about continental those are the airlines but when i was growing up the airlines were eastern airlines eastern was a huge airline and many of you probably don't even remember them or never heard of them but eastern especially on the east coast was huge it was an airline that flew up and down the east coast connected boston to new york to washington dc to baltimore all the way down to florida And Eastern was busy and popular and commercials all over the place for Eastern Airlines. Frank Borman, an astronaut, was a key advertising voice for Eastern Airlines. I remember that to this day. Another big airline that's gone, TWA, Trans World Airlines. TWA was huge, and you can still see them in some movies, some of the older movies. TWA is referenced prominently. But the big one that disappeared was Pan Am, Pan American Airlines. Pan Am was also huge, one of the earliest airlines to exist. And you can see references to them all throughout the movies. Pan Am was so huge, they were the airline in the movies. They were everywhere. They were so huge, they had their own terminal at JFK Airport in New York. TWA did too, as a matter of fact. They both had terminals at JFK that were exclusively for them, were very, very different to look at. But because they were so big, they warranted having their own terminal at one of the biggest airports in the world. That's how significant these airlines were, Pan Am and TWA. And all three of those airlines are gone now for a variety of reasons. But it's funny the things that you grew up with and that you remember as being so important when you're a kid. And now they haven't been around for 20 years. There's a whole bunch of other things that haven't been around for years, too. And I remember them like they were yesterday. Do you remember Time Life books? They used to have commercials all the time. And Time Life books were these volumes of books on particular subjects, whether it's fantasy adventure or World War II or home improvement. Time Life had a series of books. And you would always get Jan, your friendly Time Life operator, doing the commercials on TV. And they would send you one a month at the low, low cost of nine ninety-five per month. And it would be a 27-volume collection of books. This month's volume, electrical wiring. Next month's volume, plumbing. Volume 27 would be something like how to clean the grout in the shower. But yeah, they would sell you time-life books in the early infomercials on television. Another thing that used to exist, Howard Johnson's. When I was growing up, Howard Johnson's was everywhere. They had those orange roofs with blue trim And it was a very bright orange and not quite a royal blue. Howard Johnson's had a bunch of restaurants that were kind of like a Denny's meets a Friendly's. It was kind of like an ice cream parlor crossed with a diner. And the ice cream was good. The food was diner quality food. If you like diner quality food, it was very good. And then Howard Johnson's also expanded into the hotel slash motel market. So you would often find a Howard Johnson's restaurant attached to a Howard Johnson's motel. And the motel always had, I want to say, a spire on top of the main building. There's no other way to describe it. It looked like it was trying to be almost a steeple, except there was no religious symbolism at the top of it. It was just, I guess spire is the best way to put it. And that was always orange. It was bright orange. You could see it for miles around. Howard Johnson's isn't around anymore. Not that I've seen. I've actually seen some of the buildings that used to be Howard Johnson's, but they're not Howard Johnson's anymore. Occasionally, you'll find a hotel that says it's a Howard Johnson's, but it's not the same. It's not the Howard Johnson's that I grew up with. And as long as we're talking about food, restaurants that used to exist that I used to go to, Burger Chef. If you ever watched Mad Men, you saw them reference Burger Chef? That was actually a place. We actually went to Burger Chefs. We didn't like Burger Chef that much, which is probably why it doesn't exist anymore, because not too many people apparently liked Burger Chef. Burger King succeeded. Burger Chef, not so much. But there were Burger Chefs all around us when I was growing up. The other two restaurants that I remember as a kid and in college were the Steakhouses. There were two different ones. There was Rustler Steakhouse, and there was Ponderosa Steakhouse. We had more Ponderosas near us than Rustler's, but Ponderosa or Rustler both had the steakhouse mentality and the free salad bar. Oh yeah, you could go there for your steak dinner and they'd throw in the salad bar for free. And when I was in college, boy, that free salad bar was a welcome addition. The other thing about the Ponderosa is you could get the salad bar by itself and it was only something like four ninety nine. Four ninety nine $4.99 for all you can eat off the salad bar. <laughs> oh, sign me up. It was awesome. And when you're a hungry college student, $4.99, you can eat a lot of salad. Because it wasn't just salad. They had the cut-up ham, and they had the eggs, and they had the bacon bits, and they had the breadcrumbs, and you would load up your plate, and you could go back as many times as you wanted. Oh, Ponderosa was great. I can't imagine why they went out of business. (laughs) And as long as we're talking about food, I'm sure you all remember certain foods that they used to have that no longer exist. I have a few here, because I was thinking about these things as I was putting this episode together. I was trying to remember, okay, what are some of the things that I used to like to eat that I can't get anymore? Some of these date back really far, like Carnation Breakfast Bars. That was like the granola bars we have before they were popular. The Carnation Breakfast Bar was kind of like a granola bar, kind of like a cookie, supposedly healthy... And instead of sitting down for a bowl of cereal or some eggs and toast, you could grab a carnation breakfast bar, take it with you, and eat on the go. I remember those, and those were tasty. And then they disappeared like 20, 30 years ago, something like that. But they were good. Another one that hasn't been around for ages, and this is the little kid in me. Remember juice boxes? I mean, remember, they still have juice boxes. But remember high seed juice boxes? They had a flavor called ecto-cooler. I loved the Ecto Cooler. It had the little Ghostbusters Slimer character on the cover or on the box. I don't remember what flavor it was. I just remember it was really good. And then they stopped making it. I guess because Ghostbusters got old. But Ecto Cooler was one of those flavors that sticks with you. I remember it being sweet and kind of orangey. But that's all I remember about it. And you can't find Ecto Cooler anywhere. Another thing you can't find anymore? Jell-O Pudding Pops. We all know the various ways you can get Jell-O pudding, but 20, 30 years ago, they had Jell-O pudding pops, which were like pudding popsicles. It was pudding on a stick that you would keep in the freezer, and if you wanted a cold treat, you would have a Jell-O pudding pop. Can't find those anymore, either. I also remember that years ago, Lifesavers, we all know Lifesavers. My aunt used to have Lifesavers in her purse. It would shut us up when we were kids. She would always give us Lifesavers, whatever flavor. Winto Green, the butterscotch were really good. But Lifesavers put out a product called Lifesaver Holes. They were kind of like the candy equivalent of Duncan Munchkins. They put out the holes in these little containers, and they were little tiny pieces of candy that were supposed to be the center of the Lifesaver. They were basically Tic Tacs, except in the flavor of Lifesavers. And they were really good if you like the flavor of Lifesavers. But they were around for a very short period of time. I loved them, but they're gone. Another thing they put out, Snapple. We all know Snapple. Snapple put out a brand called Snapple Elements. It wasn't tea. It was more of a soda slash fruit drink kind of thing. Snapple Elements were really good. If you've never heard of Snapple Elements, it's a shame because they were some of the best drinks around. Now, they were called Elements because they were based supposedly on elements of air, earth, fire, water, water. The Elements expanded to volcano, sun, voltage at one point. But the one that I remember, Snapple Elements had a flavor called Diet Air. Air was the regular, but you could get Diet Air. I know it sounds weird to talk about, right? But Diet Air was a very peachy, soda-y kind of drink. It was so refreshing. It was so good. But for whatever reason, Snapple Elements disappeared something like 15 years ago. But man, that stuff was good. And it makes you wonder why they kill things off that are so tasty, that are so good. I mean, I've never done the research. I don't know how well they sold. But hell, I bought it. If I'm buying it, that should be enough, right? What more do you need? I'm buying it. Now, here's another one that's the little kid in me who loved these. And I got to eat them because I had kids. Because these weren't around when I was a kid, but they were around when my kids were young, so they would always go into their lunches and also my lunches. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I put them in my lunches. They were good. Dunkaroos. Oh, they were so good. Dunkaroos, for those who don't know, for those who didn't get the chance to experience the deliciousness of Dunkaroos, they were little packets divided in two. On the long half of the packet, where you would peel the foil off the plastic container, you would have either graham crackers or chocolate cookies. And on the other side, you would have vanilla frosting. So you would Pick out your Dunkaroo cookies one at a time and dip them in the vanilla frosting. And it was delicious. Cookies and frosting in one handy package? How can you possibly go wrong? They were great. And I would buy them by the case. Because they were so good and we went through them. We went through them. And Dunkaroos? Gone. Gone. Where are my Dunkaroos? I am so disappointed that I can no longer get Dunkaroos. It's just not fair. It's just not fair. The last snack that I wanted to mention is something that my dad particularly loved. It's not a particularly moving snack. It's not a particularly incredible snack. It's just one of those that I remember this one because he loved it so much. And because it's my dad, it has a special place in my heart. We all know Planters puts out peanuts and all different kind of nut products. But back in the 80s and the 90s, they developed these canisters of snacks. And one of the snacks that Planters developed was Planters Cheese Balls. They weren't real cheese, of course. They were basically round Cheetos puffs, but put out by planters. And there was something about the planters' cheese balls that made them exceptionally tasty. They were very cheesy. They were very convenient. You'd pop a little cheese ball in your mouth, and you'd pop another one, and they were just very, very good. My dad kept cans of these things around all over the house. He loved the planters' cheese balls. I mean, I liked them. They were good. He loved them. Every time I'd visit my dad, there would be a can of Planter's Cheese Balls next to his chair. I have this vivid memory of that blue can with Mr. Peanut standing next to a stack of cheese balls. It's a weird little association. It's something that I'll always associate with my dad, is Planter's Cheese Balls, because he loved them so much. It's kind of weird how our minds work, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway... That's going to do it for this episode of Storytime. If you have snack foods that you remember, or brands that you used to use, and you want to tell me about it, please feel free to message me. You know how to get a hold of me on Twitter at ReallyGamerDude. You can message me on Twitch. You can leave a comment on the podcast page. I'm not hard to get a hold of. But I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and all of the episodes. Your support means the world to me, and I can't thank you enough. Until next time, you take care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I see you.